Falk, and I have a few things to say. Number one, it's a word. It's one word that kind of want to start this whole show off, by the way. It's the What the Falk Show. Um, some people would think WTF in a bad way or that I'm trying to be negative in any way, but I'm not. You know, depending on how you look at it, this is supposed to be positive, and it's called the What the Falk Show. The one word I have is satellites. Satellite, you know. Do I know if satellites are exactly like they were in, you know, Space Cowboys or even Transformers? No, I don't. I hope they're just as cool as that. But what I do know is that if you're listening to this show, listener, whatever it's from, be it a phone or a computer, or hopefully on some radio station online that decided to put the show on there, you're listening to the What the Falk Show by satellites. So we have a connection right now. Can you think about where we're at in time that you and I could be talking through satellites right now? And you're going to be thinking, what are we going to be talking about? Well, on the What the Falk Show, we're going to be talking about sports. We're going to be talking about many forms of entertainment, be it movies and television. We're going to talk about food. You know, if you like different foods. I like french fries, for example. I like pizza. I like salad. Well, you know, I don't like salad that that much, but I do like pizza and I like french fries. And I have a chance and a good ability for me to guess that maybe somebody listening right now, at least like four out of ten of you, I get 40%, would say that, hey, I like pizza and french fries too. And that's something that we have in common. So on the What the Falk Show, it's going to be a podcast. You can find us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com, the What the Falk. Um, Actually, I'm figuring out exactly uh, what I should do to put the name. So I'm thinking it's going to be called My WTF Show. So soundcloud.com, My WTF Show. Um, Facebook.com, My WTF Show. At at My WTF Show on Twitter. It's, uh, It's a different kind of show. You know, we're being a little bit more realistic and a little bit more honest. We're still going to be talking about some things, simple analysis. I don't know a lot in life. Like I said, apparently I don't know a lot about satellites, but I know about sports and movies and television and and, uh, food and all the things that any other person my age or really in our generation want to talk about. We're just human beings on an awesome place called Earth, and I enjoy getting to talk about things that we all enjoy, be it if it's on a TV or film set that I'm working on or in a reality TV office that I'm working in or uh, just walking around the grocery store. I know that people get closer and they have something in common when they talk about film and television and sports and food and, and fun in general and the things that make this country great. And I think for me, I've met every person I've talked to that kind of had the same kind of interest in that. We're at least good friends. You're probably going to be on the show or you would have already been on other podcasts that I've hosted. So this is definitely going to be something that we're going to be, I'm excited to be doing. You can find us on all those different sites. And on the What the Falk show, I think on this first inaugural show, I think I should really be simple and I should talk about why. You know, why the Falk, man? What the Falk? Why the Falk? Why, you know, first thing, why do you love movies? Okay, so I'll go real simple. I don't want to talk your ear off today, but real simple, why do I love movies? First, you got to give it to your parents. You know, they have movies on and, uh, you know, you certainly catch them from there. Uh, but, you know, for me, it was actually extended family members, you know, my my parents as well, sure. But of really incepting the the movie gene, the t- TV gene that I would have never had a choice of what industry I wanted to work in, be it in behind or in front of the camera as I do now, that was the only thing I ever wanted to do once it started and uh, obviously, mom and dad love you to death, you know, dad and Laura, but uh, it would have to be my grandfather to start. You know, one interesting thing about, about Stuart Bart is that he, he was deaf. He was hard of hearing, and, uh, but he loved movies, and he loved comic books. And I would sign with him when I was a kid. I actually knew sign language first before English, and I would talk to him. And uh, we would always talk about movies and whatnot. We would walk to Long's Drugstore from Bakersfield, California, or Baco, if you're a, uh, if you're a local as you know it. And uh, we walked to Long's, we ran a dollar movie, and really, you know, something that kind of started this is I didn't have a lot of limits. You know, obviously I wasn't watching, you know, too inappropriate things, but in terms of action movies and kind of more adult humor, I got to watch whatever I wanted starting at like age seven or eight. And uh, good or bad, that's partly why I'm here 20 years later. So, you know, grandfather, for, for example, watching The Crow, you know, movies like that, that was really awesome. And 
and uh, I just, you know, rest in peace. I love you, you know, because I got to give it to you. The fact that, uh, you know, the subtitles, which now I have to watch my DVD movies or Blu-rays with subtitles. Any friend of mine or somebody's watched it with me knows that. I prefer it. I grew up with it. You know, growing up with deaf people, it's part of that. And um, a good person to me. And uh, he's one of the he's one of the people of why I love film and TV so much and why I'm here in Los Angeles doing this and talking to you right now. Next, uncle. A brother of my father, as uncles usually are. His name was Jason. And uh, I would stay in San Diego with him and my Aunt Monica during the summer. And uh, it was a great time. I'd at least go, I think I went like a few weeks for a few years in a row. You know, a good amount there when I was younger. And I would stay with them. And San Diego was a great place. You know, so different, beachy, compared to a place like Bakersfield. So it was really great for me to spend time there. I got to go to a lot of different things. My aunt was, was uh, she, she works in education now. And she was always she always knew how to deal with kids. So uh, she helped me a lot, actually, in my maturation and partly of why hopefully I can speak to you the way I do right now. So Jason let me watch any movie I wanted to as well. Like nothing too crazy out there, you know, but, you know, I watched, uh, I, I did get to watch Toxic Avenger, which was great as a kid. I didn't know exactly why I liked trauma. Now I do as an adult. And, uh, you know, some of those things that kind of incept that movie love. Next is uh, is dad's, you know, I go back to my father and, and my mother and uh, the recorded movies that we had. Now, that was a little bit older. That was like eight, nine. I started actually searching through what kind of movies do we have? What did dad record? First one that was big for me was Top Gun. I mean, awesome. Just the, the, the VHS was cool because it was red, so it was already different as a kid. And, you know, a great movie overall. I think we know that movie was awesome. Tony Scott, who ended up becoming my favorite director, another rest in peace person. God, Tony. And, and um... Top Gun was number one, had a great soundtrack. You know, my dad was always into aviation and, and planes and a very smart man. He was always into the military, things like that. We actually got to go to Miramar when I was a child. I might have gone a few times to different flight shows. My dad was certainly into that. And, uh, you know, I had a love for it too. And I just loved the movie. It was awesome. You know, Tom Cruise is killing it. And uh, he gets the girl and it was great, good music and jets and and bogeys and the the bald guy from Back to the Future. And I was like, dang, this is all, is that Tim Robbins? Is that Tim Robbins, Top Gun? By the way, it was Tim Robbins and Tom Skerritt. How more American than you get than Tom Skerritt, dude? Viper. You know, Michael Ironside, right? As the, God, goon or something. But he was the number two to Tom Skerritt. That guy did a great job. Anyway, I don't want to get off too crazy. Top Gun, the next movie. And uh, another one was a double feature recorded recorded VCR. I don't remember where I got it. It was like a friend of a family or something. But this is it. Desperado and Judge Dredd. Desperado with Antonio Banderas, Selma Hayek, one of Robert Rodriguez's first films. Judge Dredd with uh, Sylvester Stallone, Diane Lane, Rob Schneider, action movie, awesome. Armand DeSante, two awesome movies for a growing male, I think, in any society. And uh, those movies just, they, you know, they were blockbusters in a lot of ways. And I love the idea of film and the big stuff, all the extras. And now I know as an adult, that's work. It's I like bigger films, that's work for a lot of people. Anyways, those are those are some reason of why I like movies. And then you add Blockbuster. You know, we'd go to Blockbuster every Friday, my family, and uh, and get a, get a VHS or a DVD, whatever was out that week. So my father did watch movies a lot, mother as well, and uh, so it comes from the home too. Next thing, DVR. Wow. Um, I mean, when you have, I was the kind of guy. Whatever I was watching, I was looking online, or you know on the channels and I'm thinking, Hey, I haven't seen, I haven't seen that. Those are good actors. Let me go ahead and record it. And I watch it. So all these movies that I found out about that a lot of kids my age or people in general wouldn't be searching out. I was searching out films, you know, the library, all these movies that I've heard about, you know, talking to dad and he'd say, Oh, well, have you seen this? Oh, well you like it. Then it's like that. Or it's a remake of this. Or talking to random people like, yeah, that was really good. Or seeing a clip. And then you think, wow, I really want to watch that film. I really want to see that story. So there it is. Why do I love movies? 
what why the folk do I love movies well there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons television a lot of reasons it's creativity I mean for me I you know those times when you get chills when you watch a movie or a TV show that works out really well and you're like wow I'm gonna remember this to me the moments I'm gonna remember the most are when I have chills I want to be able to give that to people because I've been in I remember the movies where I've seen that and I'll never forget it. It was awesome because I'm in the story right now and I'm thinking this is great. And for me, I think you can look at films and television in a way, I'm not saying, you know, last case scenario or the best thing you should do, but there's a way, if you have the right way to look at it, just be positive about anything. Try to get the best out of whatever you do. But I do think there's a way you can learn things in films and television. You know, you learn kind of archetypes of how to act in society, of what's good, what's bad, everything's good versus evil. So you learn what's evil and what it takes to be good. So I think, you know, if you look at it the right way, I think you can certainly find value in a lot of levels. So on the Why the Falk Show, What the Falk Show, Why Do You Like Movies? There you go. Next, Why Do I Like Sports? Well, you know, uh, Bakersfield, California, very simple place. It's called the West Texas, the West Coast, oil town, really. It's 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 old priorities. It's really as good priorities. It's very communal. Sports are a big deal when you're a kid. When you're a boy, you want to play every sport when you're old enough. For me, I started out in four in t-ball, five in soccer. I was in basketball by seven, football when I weighed enough at nine, and uh, really until I graduated high school. Tennis, as I got older, I loved that. Um, water polo, I got to play that a little bit. The one sport I never got to play was lacrosse. I was always sad about that. So it, it wasn't necessarily for me that I I, I, um, I, I fell in love with it realistically and honestly because I, I learned the kind of release and and discipline sports can offer competition is good for anybody to have that to have a goal you know within that hour of me playing on the court or on the field not really thinking about any of those other things and it's a good release it's a positive way to uh to get release and uh it it was definitely a good thing in my life so playing sports for a lot of my life is why i love sports next i would always read about sports you know when i was a kid i don't know what what school you went to whatever listener where you're coming from on the what the falk show the my my wtf show on soundcloud my wtf show on facebook my wtf show on any other place that i can put it on i think you'd understand that you go to the library sometimes when you're a kid you know sometimes in your class in elementary school especially you guys walk over to the library and y'all y'all rent a book out and you get to read in class and it kind of becomes a project for you i always read sports books autobiographies i don't know why i just always did jim plunkin of the raiders which is part of why i'm a raider fan tony dorsett pittsburgh uh you know university and then going on and playing for dallas being a great player danny white for dallas you know the thing i, I started learning is that you know, the Cowboys were a very popular team at that point. That's a lot of the books were the Cowboy books, which makes sense. There's a big Cowboy community of fans in Bakersfield. Um, Tom Landry, Vince, Vince Lombardi, all these different people I would read stories about. I was always a fan of John Elway. My dad would always talk about how good he was and how he knew a guy who had the John Elway triangle because he threw that hard that would either break your fingers or it would leave a welt in your chest. So I knew how just impressive that was. And uh, playing all these sports, watching all these sports, being a fan of every Olympics, like I said, loving the competition and starting to learn how to read it. One thing for me about anything is communication. So if you know how to communicate, be it in sports or on a TV or film set, you're going to be able to get along. And people who can coach are communicators. So for me, I always got sports in a way that I, if I can understand the person, I'm going to understand the kind of decision they're going to make in certain pressure situations in whatever sport it is. So that's why I like sports. Why should you listen to the What the Falk or the Why the Falk show when we find out that my 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 the fault my my WTF show on one of the websites we put it on. One would be banter. I'm gonna have different pe- people on each week, different guests, different interviews. Talk about random things you haven't heard about or that you have. 
you know, you're in class, you're bored, you're at school, you're working, you don't want to listen to your significant other, you're playing a video game. There's many different things that you need to pass the time. Why not listen to this? We'll try to give you some info. Maybe something you, you haven't thought about doing, you'll go try. Maybe something you haven't seen, you'll go see. And uh, maybe your, your hour of boredom can go by fast just a little bit smoother. Next, it's a time filler, like I said. So uh, get a good meal in. Enjoy that. And uh, the analysis, you know, try to add some value for something you might learn about. You know, why should I watch this movie, Connor? Oh, well, thanks for not just saying because this actor, but give me an actual point. Why is this sports, you know, why is this sports situation this way? Oh, okay, well, actually give me the root of it and, and uh, help me out with that. Oh, I've never heard about what a Lyft driver does with Cosmo Shura. I've never heard about what a art director does on a game show. Or I've never heard about what a production manager does on a game show. A lot of different people in jobs in television and film and sports and different kind of um, you know entities and arenas I'm going to have on the show to talk. So if you got some time to fill, go ahead and listen to the What the Falk Show, the My the Falk Show. Thanks for listening.